Hello, I'm Rashmi Becker and this is Conversations with Carers, a series where we look at the stories of those that dedicate their lives to caring for others. There are almost 7 million carers in the UK. Some work on the front line of social care, others are unpaid carers for family members that need support because of health conditions, age or disability. Each day in the UK, 6,000 people take on a caring responsibility. I'll be talking to just some of them about what it really means to care. Today's guest is Ema Morris. Ema supports her mum who has been living with cancer for over 20 years. Well, I mean, when my mum first got cancer, I would have been, actually, yeah, because it's been over 20 years, uh, I was maybe 11 or something. Um, So I I definitely wasn't caring for doing any kind of care related work there. And, you know, I am, I feel incredibly lucky because I have a very close relationship with my mum. We, we spend a lot of time together out of choice um, and sort of always have done. And so I haven't over the years often thought of like the role I do as being a carer and really it was only in it's only through covid some of these things becoming more much 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 more kind of difficult and poignant and also my mum's health deteriorating for for a period that made me kind of recognize some of that work she's a very kind of active capable person who also maybe doesn't like receiving care <laughs> or like yeah it, it finds it hard or finds it hard to ask as well and how's that, that dynamic? Because you mentioned she doesn't necessarily want to receive care, isn't very good at accepting it. How do you think that dynamic has affected you in terms of the traditional, in inverted commas, relationship of mother and daughter? So in terms of our the impact it's had on our relationship, I think we, I mean, I guess there, that has definitely been a learning for, for both of us of how and when she has to and needs to be able to rely on on me and be able to be able to do that a big learning has been around um getting her to ask me for help um rather than me having to seek out and find out oh when is that appointment oh when is that okay all right you were very small when it was about 20 years ago that your mum had cancer or was diagnosed yeah again as a child and growing up how do you think that impacted you and when do you feel like you transitioned from the child into having more of a caring role yeah I don't feel like there was like um, a turning point my mum got sicker in lockdown so she had to have quite a lot of surgery um, over that summer and I I guess that's when um, things became incredibly polarized for for lots of lots of people and and I guess people involved in doing care work Um, and yeah I guess for me, that's when uh, the the labour involved became kind of quite apparent. I think to me and my mum, because of the extra layers of isolation and COVID precautions that were involved. Has your sort of own experience growing up with a mother that that's not well and that you're having to look out for, has that impacted your outlook in how you approach life? The thing with my mum, which I've always, always amazed me, is that she's really had this kind of very much like carry on attitude it really made me realize that actually an important part of uh, what I learned from my mum is a real like okay 
there's there's a thing but we're going to carry on and it's not ignoring it it's not saying this doesn't exist but I remember her talking very quickly around like the repainting the living room um and there was a real just like okay well you know I'm going to be going through this particular treatment at the moment but they're kind of carrying on um with like life continues that's definitely influenced me a lot (laughs) and yeah it's something I can feel feels I'm very proud of I also you know think that um I love caring (laughs) experiencing kind of um caring for someone and someone else also mutually caring for you is a really nice way to exist in the world um and hopefully is something that has impacted my work and kind of carries through and I'm carrying through my life and just say a bit more about because you say I love caring and of course you know the the representation of care is you know the stress and the strains and you know the emotional demands what what is it you love about caring and 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 when you say it carries through in everything else it's showing care for another person um and creating space for them and listening and valuing that that experience there's the like like you say the stress and there's the actual like and the exhaustion or like the, the physical labor that you're doing or lifting or um, any of those things or jobs you're doing with someone and the emotional, <laughs> the emotional labor. And it's something that I am really willing and wanting and desiring to do for and with other people and for finding like ways where we can, where we live in community um, and work in community and collectively to do that sort of kind of caring for each other. Are you saying that you sort of feel more connected through caring? Connected through caring and showing a, another way of being when what we what we see all the time and what is done to a lot of people all the time is really brutal and is not caring. <laughs> and, and I mean, I suppose you also have a perspective that some people might not given your experience looking after your mum what do you think that gives you in terms of that insight and again the way you see life that experience there's some things around maybe not taking some things for granted I think also I've mentioned before my mum's quite like um we'll carry on (laughs) let's carry on attitude the necessity for there to feel like a um and for 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 both ends to feel like a reciprocal relationship so I guess you know that the care for my mum might look like me making some food helping her into some to wear something um it might be doing some jobs around the houses it's driving her to appointments it's changing her bandages it's those things but if I didn't like receive care or let like allow if I like was like nope I'm not going to let you kind of give me the things back that she can do and she's able to do then um I think that would be a rough ride for my mum and for me so do you think that involves an element of vulnerability then on your part absolutely yeah I think to be it's harder to receive care right especially if you're used to being a caregiver and it can be a place of discomfort a lot of carers talk about feeling invisible 
Can you understand that and have you experienced that? I feel like I'm not invisible in the relationship with my mum. I've sometimes maybe felt a bit invisible in terms of with my family or like a sense, an expectation. I feel very lucky that it's always been quite, it's been more visible to my friends and my community of this work I do than it has been to me. (laughs) So I feel very, yeah, grateful for that because it's partially that which has made me kind of acknowledge it and not acknowledge the work as a negative thing but just acknowledge it as something which has been really useful for me as someone who's um a neurodivergent (laughs) artist I can also give myself a really rough ride I'm like why haven't I managed to do all these things and kind of acknowledging that there is this other role that I do which is vitally important to me and that that takes up time and emotional energy I mean I think there was just moments of frustration where you know I I jump at the chance of like I've never wouldn't ask other people in my family to kind of take on the role that I do it's all very synonymous within like me and my mum spending time together and enjoying spending time together I think that the moments of frustration when you're really exhausted uh you really can't do a thing and I'm like oh can someone else not do it or like it's really easy I'm just asking you this one time or something then that could be a bit hard and how do you think your because you mentioned your neurodiversity how has that impacted the relationship and the way you care do you think it's a really good question I mean in some ways well one of the things I am is um, very dyspraxic, so structures are very helpful. Um, so having having some quick, quite clear structures sometimes, like, okay, we've got the treatment on these dates and these things are happening then, has been really helpful. M- my mum was very sick last summer in COVID, in summer 2020, and it was a constant process, really exhausting and very anxiety-inducing for her of this appointment and then it got changed or it got moved and then would be this appointment and we were waiting and there was like a good four or five months of that constant process of like waiting a thing meant to happen bad wrong information and her anxiety levels were very high and it was a really stressful time and a lack of structure for me is absolute <laughs> disaster um so yeah that was it was we were both freewheeling so although I was kind of with her and caring um it was also yeah like maybe I wasn't that was also maybe the hardest of it I mean it also means that I can I'm also quite a scatterbrain (laughs) so so um luckily my mum doesn't have those qualities so she can remind me of any things that I've not done um or yeah it means I try and do a gazillion things at once and you mentioned that um your mum got involved in advocacy and being a patient advocate and you know you're also an artist and you've focused around social justice do you think there's been any influence there hugely so yeah um I think my mum is my main political inspiration um and that's not just in terms of like 
you know that's not just in terms of like big p politics at all i think it's very much like the way that she is in spaces and with people and growing up with my mum then going to lots of like meetings <laughs> holding meetings that, that being a thing that my mum does in this way which is also largely run by like volunteers and people vol volunteering their time um and doing it for a cause um and for yeah a sense of justice and to improve things um and working with like a lot of doctors and a lot of healthcare professionals and yeah that is was just part of my that was part of the world and um, part of my world and has meant that that's ended up being you know part of a normalcy maybe that a sense of if you work with other people you can change stuff for the better maybe is the subtext <laughs> and it's interesting because i think a lot of um siblings feedback the same that it often tends to land on one person that ends up being the carer why do you think that happens i think there's a number of reasons there'll be like a kind of a convenience whether that's like a mutual convenience um like in like for me and my mum example like like getting on but also there's gender plays such a massive role in it we as much as we're like all trying to uh challenge our internalized uh patriarchy we it still exists um and you know like women are socialized into care roles and yeah, if you're socialised as a woman, you'll be socialised more into a care role than if you're socialised as a man. And so those things come come through. But yeah, I think like that is, it's huge, right? And that's a really, it's a really important thing that we need to work on. What would you like people to, to understand about carers um, and care work when it comes to unpaid care work that you think they don't know? In an ideal world... <laughs> I mean, we're all, we'll be, all be doing that work um, all the time for each other, for our elders, right? We live in a society where, like, yeah, younger, healthier people are taking care of the elder people in their lives. It's not reliant on gender. It's not reliant on finance. Um, it's not reliant on class. It's not reliant on race. It's not reliant on any of the those ad identities. But, like, we're not there yet. And if I, <laughs> we live in in a world that does categorise and does have hierarchies based on those identities. What do you think would help make your role easier? I mean, I guess there's like better financial support as well as better recognition. And, you know, to not have a NHS, which is so incredibly squeezed right now, where like, yeah, my my mum was sent home with like, with with COVID in in. January I mean there wasn't enough you know wasn't enough beds but then also the the nurses who were coming around were just were so squeezed <laughs> for time I want to have some of the um like a wider societal understanding of um the different skills needed to do care I think would be a really great thing um it's also just my desires right to for care work to not be yeah like siloed um, whether that's paid or unpaid and for it to be a thing like oh you know um, that's not celebrated and therefore it's also not taught as like a thing that we should aspire to do 
And I just wanted to come back to how caring for your mother has affected your well-being, if it has, because you've talked about the positive side and the reciprocity. Has it at any point, do you think, affected your well-being and, and you know, how you look after yourself? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I was having a really, yeah, rough time alongside my mum last summer um and that was through also the isolation and this stress um and I felt very like recognized in relationship with my mum of doing of doing that work but there was part of me that was also screaming at like the world for for recognition of like the impact um on me and people who do that sort of work it's dangerous as well where people who are caring how much your um emotional well-being can get tied up with the um health of the person you kind of care for what is your outlook on the future so do you plan ahead do you have an idea of what the future will look like how do you approach that yeah um I guess obviously lockdowns and covid has changed that for a lot of us right where we've not been able to plan for a while but something my mum said to me maybe nearly 10 years ago um, so she, her mum was really sick with um, brain tumours um, and she was told that her mum only had a year to live. And so she, I think, was going to move to America um, to study or something and in the end went back to Ireland to look after her mum um, or, or like stayed very local to the, to Glasgow at the time. And actually her mum survived for 10 years and so she's always sort of said to me and my brother like I don't want my illness to stop you (laughs) doing anything (laughs) and I just just don't change your life up um and you know that could that could be very hard because I also don't want to go over to the other side of the world at the moment right I don't want to do that I want to be nearby and be around my mum um but also it it does you know it hasn't stopped me from doing some of the things I really want to do one final question which is is there anything else you want to say anything else you want to reflect on based on what we've been chatting about they've got a a long way to go to um and i'm not talking about myself myself really in in a caring role here but to really appreciate the the real like invisibilized work um of caring in our society in our world and i think like yeah there's a there's a lot to learn (laughs) the people in charge um could do a hell of a lot more yeah I mean I just think it's quite disgraceful how carers and people who do this sort of care work um are treated in society by the people in charge and yeah I think there's a long way to go this was conversations with carers with Rashmi Becker and guest Ema Morris I want to thank Ema for sharing her experience caring for her mum. Carers can often be thought of as caregivers, but Ema talked about the reciprocal nature of care 
and feeling cared for by her mum. She saw caring as a value that should encompass all of society rather than falling on the shoulders of a few. Ima talked about the role of women in care. 82% of women work in social care and 60% are unpaid carers providing 50 hours or more of support a week. The outdated notion of women as default caregivers persists with detrimental impact on health and earning potential. Conversations with Carers is produced by Sophie King. Thank you for listening.